Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Peace Timeline. We've got our awesome guests, Sam, Michelle, and Matt. We'll get to their check-ins and introductions a bit later on. I just really want to say thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And I'd love to give a bit of a vision and an introduction around the Peace Timeline, or as you might have heard it, TPT. And the Peace Timeline is something that's really special to all of us here. And it really is this kind of amalgamation of heaps of different things that we've done and we've tried. And we all really feel like it's it's finally landed because we've mm. been these different names, these different organizations. And, you know, Matt used to only work with women. And then his gut said, all right, change to men. And then that's when I kind of came in on the scene. And then we're working exclusively with men. And then that was had its different names. And then we started working with women. And that's when we met the lovely Michelle. And, you know, there's DFE, the Divine Feminine Experience, the Divine TDF. And, like, and then we had SFC, the Spiritual Fight Club. And then before that, we had all these other names. And I can get a bit further into that. But where it's all kind of landed is, we care about ending generational trauma and bringing about world peace. And something that I find so special is that Matt really was the first person I've ever met to have a plan that has actual legs on it that can actually work. And We've talked about how like some other people on the planet, they've said some things and gotten some interest and all this stuff. But then until we get to, let's say, the self-love side of things and like looking within, maybe if we go to another planet, we're just going to bring the same problems that we brought that created the issues that we're running away from. And here at the Peace Timeline, that's what we're so excited to be talking about. It's like, how can we all get focused on the same time on the same vision and this idea of a main quest because how important is it that we keep inventing new refinements to televisions and refrigerators and things like that when there are these global calamities that are out there right now as we're speaking and most of them if not all of them really stem from human beings and the decisions that they're making and the place that they're making those decisions from. And what we believe over here is if everyone chose to go on that journey of self-love and work together and remember that we're all humans, there is a real chance that we can have world peace and end generational trauma and heal masculinity and empower the feminine and like bring an end to a lot of these things that we just don't need to do anymore and in the past it might have felt like we needed to and a lot of things were going on but more and more people are realizing that wounded people wound other people and hurt people hurt other people and that generational trauma is a real thing for all of us And now I'm just so excited and empowered because there's so many people around me right now in this room that are willing to do something about it and are willing to look in on themselves. 
And I know there's just so many other people out there that have been trying to do the same thing, trying to figure it out and are looking for this crowd and like I found us and we've found them. And we truly believe that there is a way out, that there is hope and we've felt it within ourselves and we've worked with so many people now, both masculine, feminine and non-binary people. And when we all choose to slow down and really feel, we all want that same thing, that inner peace, that stillness, that calmness, to be together, to have friends. And now that we've got these communities already, like with Spiritual Fight Club and, you know, it's previously other names and there's a whole brotherhood there. And now we've got our whole sisterhood as well. And within both of those mixes, I'm sure there's some non-binary people. And as we're growing and growing, we'll have portals and communities for them. But what's really beautiful now is we're going to bring all of those communities together, the brotherhood, the sisterhood, and really just form a community. And there'll always be masculine spaces and feminine spaces and non-binary spaces. But now we feel like instead of having DFE or divine feminine experience as something separate or SFC and spiritual fire club and the men's work is separate. It's like, okay, cool. There's times and places for that, but any of the day, let's all bring the community together. And that's what the peace timeline is going to be for all of us. This place that we can all call home and come back to and remember the timeline that we all want. And there is a way to avert the civilizational collapse that we've seen so often in the past when we just look at our history and the racism and the climate change and the sexism and all this stuff, you know, it's from people, from human beings. It's, I've yet to encounter animals telling me about these things or anything like that or nature. So now that we can come together and all take responsibility for that and just recognize that generational trauma if we were going to point the finger at anything, it would just be that. And now that this pandemic that we're in the middle of, that's ravaging the entire planet, and every human that's here, we can start to move back into the physical space and really bring that physical community again together. And there's an event on February 26th that Matt will be hosting to really launch the peace effort and the peace timeline. Something that we're all so, so proud to be a part of, Matt. And <laughs> Thank you. that'll be this beautiful coming together finally back in the physical realm, back in the physical space where we can all come together and really look at each other and just see that, yeah, we're all human beings doing the best we can with what we've got at the time, the resources, the tools. And the thing that excites me the most is because just so many people of character are getting attracted to this and just starting to just really see that something is going on with the world and, and if anyone's going to do 
anything about it, it's starting to just look like it's us. It's, it's the people. We can't keep relying on someone else. And I just know Matt's going to really open some doors and bring it together and just show us what's going on. And here at the Peace Timeline on this podcast, we're so excited to be talking about all those issues and having different types of guests and people who are doing the work and using the magic and recognizing all the different things that are going on within them so that we can explore it together and learn from each other and then ultimately just remember who we really are and who we were, who we've always been and how we came into this world and There's parts of me here that are just so, so excited because the vision here is there is a way out. There is hope. We don't have to keep doing everything we've ever done before. And we're all, now that we've got the internet, now that we can work together, now that we can communicate and collaborate, I can see the new chapter. I can see the end of generational trauma. Maybe it'll take a couple hundred years. But we can do it now, today. We can start it. And something I love about the First Nations people is part of their culture is to make decisions that would benefit seven generations from now. We feel like that's a great idea. I really feel like it's time for sustainability. It's time to be in harmony and stay here for a long time, not just a good time for a few people. And so thank you so much for being on this podcast, for listening, for hearing our voice. We really see you. Yeah. And we're so glad to be here. At the end of the day, we just want you to be yourself and love yourself unconditionally. With that, I'd love to open it up to the the other team. Yay! <laughs> the crowd cheers. Yeah, what yeah. an introduction! It's just an absolute pleasure for myself to be here, and then I know for all of us just to actually be in a space where we can have conversations like this. And yeah, just thank you for really presencing us to why we are here, not only as individuals but also here as a community. So I'm just really grateful that we get to be in this space. Yeah, thanks so much, man. Thanks, mm. Sam. <laughs> Michelle? Yeah. I'm feeling really grounded with that. I was just sharing earlier that I feel like the ground when it's just gotten rained on and, yeah, that bit about a couple of generations after, it's – what I'm feeling is we're really setting a precedent. We're changing the course and then setting a precedent. And I'm really, really grateful to be here and just be in the presence of you guys. So thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> or did I have a range of outcome, a range of responses? <laughs> <laughs> First is like, well done. Yay. Yeah. Like, woohoo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's wasn't clear that it was possible for us to do what we've done. Mm. And it has been a very tumultuous two years for our community. And there's a lot of people out there 
who've been with us back when we used to ask people to put their hands in buckets full of ice. I did that. Yep. <laughs> we didn't know how to get people out of their head. We had yeah. to learn that. And it was really hard to get guys out of their head. So we had to, yeah, your partner had an experience with his hands, yeah, which we won't bring up. But uh, that's still the first time that's ever happened, by the way. That was amazing. <laughs> like we have been on this journey and I didn't, you know, when I was sitting with some women in our, you know, ETG community now who back when it was called Flow and Fulfillment were around, I wasn't talking about generational trauma. We weren't talking about fixing toxic masculinity. I'd never heard that word before. Mm. For me, it was self-love. And there's this quote from biology, which is that nothing makes sense in biology unless it makes sense in light of evolution. And I would go to all of these programs that all of you would go to and I'd read the same books and I'd listen to the same podcasts. Like I've, I would do all the things you would do, just be out there trying to find answers and find an author and find a new technique and be like, oh my gosh, this is finally the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and then go hard in the paint and be like, I finally found it. And then it just stopped working. Yep. And I kept going and going and going over and over and over again and always assuming just because something worked, that doesn't mean we understand why it worked. And how do I know what working is? Because it's so hard to know what is a baseline of joy? What is the right amount of joy someone should have? And so it always confused me why it didn't make sense. Why when I would go to these lectures or these seminars, you know, I spent 100K on self-help myself. Why it didn't, why wasn't there a story? Why didn't it, why was it just a collection of techniques every time? Why didn't anyone actually try and plug this in? Because I couldn't figure out why everyone wasn't talking about their plan to give it to the world for free. Mm. I didn't understand, particularly the mentors that I was like looking at at the moment, actually where we met, like some of these people who run companies that think they would compete with us in the same business landscape. Like they have hundreds of millions of dollars of net worth and brag about it. And I remember sitting in these programs and it was $5,000 and I was like, okay, cool. At some point in the next two centuries, this has to become free, right? Because we have, <laughs> like, yeah. this isn't, that's not how, like what's going on? And I, my just always response was just confusion. And I never took myself too seriously. I never thought that I was going to be speaking at the opera house or like, I, cause I thought I had a one in five trillion chance. That was my felt experience when I dropped out of med school. Right? So many Mr. Worthlessness, so many Mr. Shame, so many Mr. I can't do it, so many Mr. Self-doubt. And I didn't have the parts work. And I'll never forget my anxiety being so bad. I was looking at a picture of my brain in my office back then when we were Cortex Fitness and I couldn't figure out why the part of my brain that was anxious couldn't talk to the part of my brain that I was in. Why couldn't I just say to my brain, stop being anxious and it say, okay, I couldn't figure out why we evolution had designed us like that. It took me 4 million experiments. That's not a joke. It took me about eight years of my life to realize the question has to be, well, the evolution must have designed us to not be able to have that relationship with our brain. It's like, okay, if I could hypothetically say to my brain, stop being anxious and it would, what would happen if I did that? Why would that be scary to evolution? And that was a very long rabbit hole, the bottom of which is you would be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
please trust me when I say that's a long rabbit hole. And at the bottom of that is you would be yourself. And we've all learned, not in every culture, not at every point in human history, but we've all learned in the culture that exists today, the dominant culture, that being yourself is the most dangerous thing to do. Now, there's a second level below that, which took me a very long time to realize. And I think I'm probably one of, if not the first men to ever realize it, is the difference in relationship inside of that story that the masculine has had and that the feminine has had. And we've told a lot of stories about the masculine and the feminine and human history and what happens and warfare and generational trauma. And it took me years of sitting in front of women and having them talking to me about the patriarchy and reading thousands of forms and seeing the percentage of women who'd had some horrific experience of masculine violence and being shocked, you know, being shocked because this, this wasn't my expectation. I was coming in to help people with self-love and all of a sudden there's just capital T trauma everywhere everywhere and it took me a long time to realize and i'm not picking on mike tyson here but he's a good example he has a range of emotional states if you've seen him throughout the years sometimes he's very loving and happy and joyful sometimes he's terrifying the easiest way i've thought about it is my relationship to the feminine is i'm just mike tyson to every woman i ever meet and that shifted my whole life because now i'm like okay if I'm in a car and my am I am raising my voice, if I'm in a car with Mike Tyson and he starts raising his voice, that do you see how? Because there's no button there that I can press because he just Mike yeah. Tyson beats me up a hundred times out of a hundred. And I'm not saying Amanda Nunes wouldn't destroy me in a fight. By the way, everyone, <laughs> but it's like that second piece. That's what has taken. 12 years of my life to figure out, to figure out how to talk about, to figure out how that I can say all of that in front of a woman. And she's like, yeah, let's go more. That is what has been so hard. And so for a lot of you out here who feel like it's been tumultuous or who are we or like, you know, one of our kingmakers, Trent, one of the first, you know, black belts, he has the wrong logo tattooed on his fucking <laughs> calf because we yeah. changed it on him. We, love we changed friend. it on him. <laughs> was like what the fuck and we're like i'm so sorry yeah because we didn't like we, this not like we didn't plan any of this no. you know what i mean we're just literally following our guts yep. and loving ourselves the thing that was so hard that i had to learn to do as a leader and the reason that i'm i'm loving this opportunity at the opera house for us all to come back together and like there's just so many people in the community i want to give a hug yeah there are people i haven't seen i just literally haven't seen some people yeah. in like eight months <laughs> yep. and so yeah it has been tumultuous because i would sit in a campfire there'd be a hundred brothers in the room we're talking about ending generational trauma and i know it at the bottom of all of the questions that they ask me is i don't know my gut tells me to be here and we were constantly stuck in this situation where men not feminine but men men needed me to be a person that they could follow mm. but that cut off my possibility for true connection because i had to be the because i was the i was the work back then it was me mm. and my intention and yep. my integrity and so there was this constant dance of men wanting me to in some sense like open up more but in me opening up more, they wouldn't feel safe to do the work with me. And so I think what I just love to say to the community is like, yeah, we're just like, we're just live feeding. And 
the thing that I said to DP and, you know, in some of the meetings that we had this week is like, there's just been a pandemic on and we weren't even working together at the start of the pandemic. Like we didn't know we were going to be here. You were living in another city and we feel like the pandemic's been this huge portal shift for all of us, every person on the planet. If I think about where the world was pre-COVID, I was planning to move to New York and go raise funding and try and get us yeah, to be a billion dollar wow. market cap and IPO because yep. that's what I thought business was. And then fuck that noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess what I'd love to say to everyone is that there has been this difficult time and there are a lot of you out there that like whatever is between you and the work right now would just resolve with a hug from a member of the community. And there's a lot of space that dissolves the second we come back in the physical space together and we can hug and then we don't have to leave. That's this thing we were never supposed to be virtual. We couldn't believe when we did the first virtual King's experience that it worked. I couldn't believe it. So well. Yeah, so well. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah, we did not think that was going to work. And so there's this real love of human beings because what's underneath everything that Dinos has said, what's underneath everything I've just said is we just want to standardize self-love. We just want to democratize, standardize, and decentralize self-love. And in the same way that every human being on the planet knows to wash their hands and knows what the word germ means, that didn't used to exist. Mm. We had to invent that. Yep. And you know what germs are. It's like, okay, well, what if part, the word part, became as common as the word germ? Just feel through all of that. What happens if depression and anxiety become as solvable as having an infection? What happens to all the businesses whose literal whole business model is only built on taking advantage of insecure human beings with algorithms? What happens when psychedelic healing is available inside that market? Can those two things coexist? Genuine inner healing and businesses designed off gambling in a 200-year time frame? Think about all the businesses that used to exist only because we needed leeches to put on people before we understood germs. <laughs> now, if you just let that breathe in for a second, you're starting to see how funky the next 20 years is going to be. And so there is this question of why haven't we as the peace timeline, why don't we have 10,000 social media followers? Why don't we have a million social media followers? Why is there no buzz? That's because in 2016, when I was trying to do that, and you can go, well, we've got all the YouTube videos back there when it's me working <laughs> with women, so much light and positive energy. It's so beautiful. I realized that I was reading all the comments and the comments were biasing the work. Wow. And so I had to make a decision. I have to, I cannot document, not create. That was the, the mantra for me, document, don't create. I was a big into that at that time. I realized, no, I can't document because I don't know what I'm, doc- I don't know what I'm creating. And I, Michelangelo was a big artistic like hero of mine and, he could never have created what he created if he had a smartphone and if he was reading comments about his work as he was painting. Ah, uh, yes. And so that's why no one fucking knows about us. Like I, I had, we had a meeting this morning with the, you know, the co-founder of one of Australia's biggest charities, which hopefully will help, you know, this work reach common consciousness. And she was like, okay, so what's the end goal? And I just said straight to a fa- world peace in two centuries and stopped. And she said, world peace? And I'm like, yeah, no, deadly seriously, world peace in two centuries. We've got people signed up. We're ready to go. And that uh, that's who I now get to be because someone has to go argue all of the people on the podcasts 
who are beautiful human beings, but are not pushing self-love. There are so many people who are saying things out loud right now about Buddhism in public and making money for it, that if you actually read the Buddha's words, they're wrong. And the Buddha says you should tell them to stop speaking. And he actually says you can gain karma if you do that. (laughs) (laughs) And none of that is a fucking joke. None of that is a joke. He reads all Buddha's words. Yeah, because I'm a med student. I understand sources. Because at the bottom of this, I just want to get on podcasts and start asking people questions. Where's your vision for world peace? Where's your end goal? How are you giving this away for free? Why are you here? if other than your social media following. And at the end of the day, where are your sources and where are your experiments? And I'm going to ask people who are very famous right now and have millions of followers, very uncomfortable questions about, for example, selling the Buddha's truth, but also saying that the Buddha didn't liberate himself from suffering. That means you're selling the truth of a, li- of a liar. And I'm, I'm going to ask this to someone on their podcast because at the bottom of this whole stack is, we just want people to know that love is real. Yeah. That's why that's all of this. It's because underneath all of this, I know what bacteria is and a bunch of people in the world right now are setting other human beings on fire because they think COVID or Black Death or Spanish flu is because of bad air. That's why that edge exists in me because every day that, I won't go too far into this because this is how I used to torture myself, but (laughs) every day that, the parts of you hypothesis isn't more in common consciousness is another day that people's lives aren't like cosmically changed. And so that's also why we've separated this. I'm not going to be on every one of these podcasts. There is the peace effort and the peace timeline. I'm going to go handle all the people who want to pwn us. I'm going to go take and handle all of that. And I'm going to stand in between people and this idea of love and just shout it from the rooftops. And that also stops that distracting from the peace timeline. Because this is what, this is Hogwarts. That's what this is. And so I'll go convince the muggle world that magic is real off screen so that Hogwarts can be what it's supposed to be about, which is giving people the magic of self-love. And so what I want to say to people is like, by the end of this year, millions of people will know about the parts of you hypothesis and they're all going to wish that they were at the opera house. I'm a little bit scared to admit this out loud, but I'm going to do my first ever slam poetry at the Opera House, inspired by inspired by some members of our community. You know who you are, Zara and James. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know who you are. Oh, that's I was walking over here. I was like, no, that it is exactly because of them. Yeah, they've earned it. They've earned it. Zara's poem got me over the line, so good for her. So, yeah, like. (laughs) <laughs> I'd love everyone to be there and, you know, tickets are only a hundred bucks. Go to the peaceeffort.com and what I want you to see when you get on there is you're going to see a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. I'm talking about art. I'm talking about all this stuff that you've never heard me talk about any point. Why am I doing that? I'm doing that because imagine the people who kind of fucked up the financial system in the GFC. Yeah. They're all white men. I, I, I'm, I don't mean the violence in this analogy, but I've basically firing a rocket at where they get all of their escapism and validation, which is art. Because I stand in front of some paintings in the world and I have a spiritual experience. I am moved closer to joy because of my experience with art. So they buy those paintings and put them in their houses and they convince themselves that they're ethical and that they're heading in the right direction because they're stealing that spiritual experience of art does that make sense yeah man 
yeah, so I'm going to go and fucking detonate a nuke of love and ponage in that. And so it's so important to realize when you're watching this, you might have your tall poppy Australian stuff come up because, yeah, I'm going to be loud and proud because the world's on fire. End. If we don't end generational trauma, there's no human beings in two centuries. End. Everyone has anxiety and depression and I've had anxiety and depression and I know how to solve them. And so there's also just this huge energy of like buckle up. Like you are literally in the championship team that's trying to become. Yeah. Like that's it. Like you're literally, you're part of the community and you're going to be listening to us on whichever podcast that you currently think, oh, it'd be cool if they're on there. And then you'll hear us on there and be like, yeah. And the peace timeline community and those people who are brave enough to do what we've done and yeah. follow a vague set of instructions on a piece of paper. <laughs> just four lessons and see what happens and so just a huge like thank you to all of the community i if you're somewhere other than sydney i don't care if you're in the u.s borders open the 21st of feb it's worth it that's not a joke by the way so some of these guys have seen some of the performance like it's going to be fucking mind-blowing and i promise you you're not going to go to anything better even though Billie eilish is coming to australia in september i promise you it'll be better than hers nice. Promise. it's a big statement I love you, Billy. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I've got to say. And then, yeah. Do you guys want yeah, to jam? Thank or? you so much. So, oh, so thepeaceeffort.com. Yep. That's where you can get tickets. It's February 26th. I'm going. We're all going. I'm going. All of our facilitators will be there. Yep. All the facilitators, man, we are fucking pumped. We're so pumped. Sorry for swearing, mum. But I'm just <laughs> yep. so, so excited. Then I just want to say thank you as well. You know, the parts you like, the, the germ thing, all of that. Yeah, it just needs to be said out loud. And, and thanks so much for like championing that and, and really clearing up like the distinction between TPE and TPT. And I just want to say thanks now because mm -hmm. I'm just so passionate about because, you know, running the Men of Peace programs over the last couple of weeks. Like I'm just so pumped to help men and women through DFE and everyone. I just realized it's as simple as talking to yourself to give yourself love. And I'm just watching their faces and realize and then just them heal and then go to their gut and and they ask me questions like, what's your gut saying? They go, oh, okay. And they answer it better than I could have even imagined because oh, the they know bit. themselves better than anyone else. Yeah. And I'm so glad we get to focus on that, man. And you're going out. I love what you said, like the, the muggle. And, but being, just being loved so brightly, shining like mm. the brightest star, man. Mm. And I really want to honor and acknowledge that mm. and the bravery that it takes and all the conversations that are coming and, yeah, man, I think on that, the hardest, and this is just good for people at home in the community to know, the hardest thing, because it's it's uh, roughly a year ago that we did the last fractal lecture. And for people in our community who don't know what that word means, it's like you just we just teach you how to turn the lights on and off and how to work a PowerPoint and work a microwave with the work. Once you become a facilitator, it's like here's how a motherfucking electron works. Like there's just levels yeah. beyond depth. that. Depth, such depth. When I get to create a fractal lecture, I get to create the depth. It's like, no, let's go to the bottom. Let's start asking the basic question, what is reality? Yep. And from there, let's get to the work and everyone in the room be moved. It's like, that's what a fractal lecture is. I get to start where I want to start rather than where you guys want to start, which is, all, <laughs> which is also fun. And so, you know, this time a year ago, we did a, a Men of Peace program on the Saturday and I did it on the Tuesday. That's absolutely... That's insane. Our whole culture wouldn't allow that. We, like, but that didn't used to be like that because I didn't know 
that it was possible to step away. No one else has done it, let alone already. It's already happened. And so when I think back to that lecture, I was trying so hard to fit into a box because I thought I had to solve it. Like I didn't know that we were here to bring something new, truly new. And, you know, we talk a lot about the feminine in our community and there are absolutely cultures all over the world with unbroken connections to land and to feminine communities. But I think if we talk about true embodiment, there's never been a culture in human history where a woman has grown up from birth to death with no threat of violence, financial, spiritual, emotional, however you want to language that physical. And that's who we fucking are. Why is that not the mission of every man in the world? Why don't we just take violence against women to zero? Because if we do that, we have peace. And so now you start having a conversation where it's if we don't do it, it's either all the men in the world are brave enough to cry or the story of humanity is men were too scared. And so for me, what the last year has enabled me to do is to get comfortable because I have been bullied so much that to be able to stand and say that on whoever's whatever and be comfortable doing it and also not do it from a place of not being bullied but to be free in that, that's what the last eight months has been. It's been healing and like because it's just been so scary and it was so hard, you know, and I'm going to talk about this at the performance but just like the COVID scientists in the 2020, 2021 waking up to work every day fucking panicking because of how much pressure was on them. I knew that there was a lot of pressure on me to figure this out because I knew if I didn't figure out the parts of your hypothesis, maybe we don't solve trauma. And if we don't solve trauma over a long enough time frame, it ends. Yeah. And so there's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of like you guys, I couldn't get out of bed six months ago. I was so burnt out. And so it's been really nice to put it in context as well that like I can just be with you guys and be a mate and I don't have to be MJ. That was non-obvious. Everyone else had this character, like Sasha Fierce and Slim Shady, and everyone else yep. created this other shit. And so that's another name we were previously called Slim. back in the day, MJ Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah, MJ yeah, Fitzpatrick. Like that yeah. was one of the business names. Yeah. yeah, because it was just a personal brand, and it's been a lot, I think, for me as well, to let go of the community. And that's why the community, I just went to zero, and you didn't see me again. And it's because I needed to break up with you like that. Do you know? Like I. You have no idea how sad it was the first King's experience. I didn't get to go. The last DFE we did, all my fucking friends left. And it's like that's taken time for me as well to let that go. And it really feels like, you know, we had a really beautiful conversation yesterday. And it's so nice that it's like I'm, I'm kind of in the way, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, cool. Okay, that's one of these ones. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, that's one of these ones. All right, awesome. You know, and so... Like just a huge kudos to all of you. Like, thanks so much for being here. And I'm just so grateful I get to still be a mentor. Like, that's so special to me. Like we got to start training our facilitators and that's where the true, that's what, I mean, just even knowing a little bit about how the electrons work, like you start to see the real depth of the magic behind what we do. And so, yeah, man, I just, we're so ready and it's been so nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop talking and then you can speak to Vish. So just like honestly, for all the people back home, like particularly those of you who've just joined and you're like, oh, you're in your second or third week at ETG and you're like, 
it's like yes <laughs> yes it's like please we love co-creating and we want you to design and and i won't say anything more about that so yeah i guess that's what i'll say and then you guys can talk Woohoo! Ah, so Mama good Mish. yeah the word pumped is not even <laughs> like doing it it's just like revving oh i like that revving is just yeah. yeah um yeah it's yeah as i was sharing before it's it feels like it's time. So you you were talking about how it's time because if it's not now, when is it going to be? Mm. Um, I feel like we've been doing the same thing for so long and why not the, the other way, mm. you know? Why not something new? Why not something different? And coming back for after two years of... Um, parts of us feeling isolated, disconnected with the community. We're in this space. We're we're coming in, and in the words of an amazing dragon, is I feel like we're anchoring. Yes. Mm. Shout out Cheyenne, yes. and we're we're anchoring back yes. to each other. And what the two years have done for us is we anchored back to ourselves. Mm. And to to bring that back in the physical space, it's just so amazing. Mm. And I want to thank you, Matt, for all the work you've done. Mm. <sighs> and yeah, um, the pain that got you here. Thank you. Thank you for holding that. And I just want to let you know that you're not alone. Mm. And that vision of having parts of you to be an everyday, instead of going, how's it going? Imagine like, well, you've seen it already. No need yes. to imagine. But <laughs> exactly. Just that, like, instead of asking that, it's, it's overwhelms here. Don't talk to me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just making my coffee. And it's just going to be so amazing. And this thing around misunderstanding, it's almost like, oh, okay, cool. That happened. We can move on. And I really want to thank everyone who have been doing so much work yeah. up until this point because, I mean, I've only been here for seven months. And it's been tough. Mm. So I can just imagine like how many years you've been doing this, how many, probably a decade already. Yeah. And it's fucking hard work. Yeah. And I was just saying this before quite strongly a couple of days ago that, you know, if this feels a little bit odd for some people, that's because it's different mm. and that's okay. And if what what I'm where I'm coming from is if loving yourself is an odd space to be in, it's a space that I want to be rather than a place where I keep hurting people because mm. I'm in pain. Like I'll go here because this world has has had enough pain. Mm. And if we can stop adding to it and adding to each other's pains, that's that's already a they say milestone yeah. and yeah <laughs> i just want to so. thank you so much and i'm so grateful to be here 
and there are parts of me that feel ah she's cool yeah what did we do to deserve this and i just want to say to that part that we just are us well the correct response to that part is you earned it yeah <sighs> and also we all earned it mm. and the assumption yeah. that it's like why is it even a question of deserving mm. and this is something for me it's so funny mm. i never went this way because it wasn't e- it wasn't joy i didn't mm. know it was going to work i knew the work brought mm. me taylor and so i knew okay that wouldn't have happened had i not done the work taylor mm. be my wife by the way but uh for me it was am i capable of the service it was what if it works but everyone hates me what if the parts of your mm. hypothesis are successful but i'm remembered as the most evil person who's ever lived would i still choose mm. cuz i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and so there's nothing to run from love the only reason that you think you should run from love is cuz you just grew up pre germs mm. yeah when they're fucking killing people because of a plague because mm. they don't know what it is and they think it's a god who's sent here to punish everyone and so hell exists and i rock up and i'm like nah bruv just put this metal thing in your arm this small knife and put this clear liquid in there and this goes away forever of course it sounds like fucking magic yeah. and so when we say right now self love is real or you can unconditionally love yourself and get to that place forever yeah it sounds crazy but all science used to sound like that and i think the thing that really gave me hope is at one point no human being spoke language and at some point some small clan of human beings were the first people to speak language and then it spread like wildfire and it's like cool why can't that happen again and i find so often the very technology people are using to try and say it won't work is the proof that it can and so yeah like we're just so filled with love here because we're also going through a lot like off camera as well like all the stuff that you guys at home are going through in your personal life we're going through as well and we also don't have a lot of the answers and sometimes you ask questions and we're like well, we should probably go have a couple of meetings and then get back to you because we don't we got to go figure it out because we're not trying to have all the answers and everyone sitting in this room is conscious that we're making this better for the next person we're all trying to just be a custodian to give this on. That's why Dinus is able to be here because he could felt, no, I meant it. You can run it and I will step away. And it wasn't just a name and we had to go on the journey for that. And so at some point, as I say to Dinus yesterday, he'll have that conversation with the next person and he'll go on the journey of having to give it up and then so on and so on because why can't businesses be organized like this? And so we really want to inspire and that can be scary to some of us raised in tall poppy. Should you speak up? Should you raise yourself? Why are you trying to make it about you? Well, if we don't change things, what happens? And the other thing is, why wouldn't we want to celebrate new knowledge? Like the thing that I figured out in science, it came in Australia. Why wouldn't we want to celebrate this? Our biggest export in a hundred years could be healing tech. So yeah, like we just really love you everyone at home. And it's been so nice. You know, I cherish so much when I think about debating these people who are inevitably going to want to debate me. I cycle through like, oh, yeah, now the big difference over and over and over again is just because I spent so much time with the brotherhood, it's like, oh, yeah, now there's brothers I've just bled in the spiritual realm together with. Like none of these other people on the podcast have done that. 
you know, they've never come to our blue belt program and had that seven day experience. And that's what's real about us. All of our facilitators are doing the work. We're all in the trenches as well because we're just all the same as you. And so just like a huge thanks for your support from all of us, right? And in the same way, 20 years ago, talking about meditation was weird, but if you're not meditating now, it's weird. Mm. Yeah, that's right. We're just going to go through that same thing with the parts Mm -hmm. and you have to decide which side of that wave you want to be on because we all know where this rocket's going. We can all feel the momentum inside and we want you to be a part of it and a part of the journey. And there's so many white belts out there listening to this right now who your black belt's coming. Do you know what I mean? This is just in a couple of years. You have no idea where you can be. Okay. That's enough. Anything else from you before? No. For me, it's just, yeah, as I was mentioning before, it's just, it's so nice to be in a space where we can have conversations like this. Hmm. And know that what we're saying comes from feeling and we are here to help. Mm. And not only like we're helping ourselves and in the process of still helping ourselves and in that we're also helping the people around us. Yeah, it's just such a beautiful space to be in that. Like this is where we are and what we're moving towards. Like we've tried the other options, but now this is the way that we can go and self-love is the way. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like to everyone back home, especially for those of you who are a bit older, like think about the cultural revolutions you've seen since the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or before what life was like before the internet. And these massive shifts and cultures in shifts and changes in our culture are going to keep happening you just keep getting taught that it's only happening in how good your tv screen is or how fast your smartphone is and it's like well yeah there is a lot of innovation that comes off silicon that comes off hardware but what if there's another type of innovation like in science or inventing a seeing a new type of bacteria or inventing a new type of music there's other forms of innovation and what we're out, what my aim is to do is to create a new art movement because that's what needs to change. If art changes and academia changes, like everyone who has a podcast or who has a voice inside of our window, which is controlling our discourse, every one of them, they either are artists or they read intellectual journals. They kind of all filter into one or two points of source. And both of those are going to be impacted by my work. And so there's an inescapability in so many conversations right now. You know, I was watching a conversation uh, on the project a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, gender rights and sexism. And it was a conversation where four women were moving the conversation forward. One man was disagreeing and the other men were staying silent. And it's like, where's the fucking guy who's in there agreeing? Where's the guy in here shelling the guy who's disagreeing? Like, what the fuck? Where's the offense from masculinity? And that's what we want to provide. And it's taken us so long. Like even me for then to have my masculinity come up just then and to then know to take it straight down and to be able to do that, man, we didn't know how to do that. 
because when we would, Dinos and I and Sam, when we would push our masculinity up around the masculine, around men, they would love it. But if we do it around Michelle, like the program, the whole company doesn't work. Like it, it's such a, and so we had to go on this huge journey to recalibrate and re-understand ourselves as how do we have this fire when so much of that fire has caused destruction. And it was a lot for us to trust ourselves. And so we don't have any need to be perfect, I guess is what my communication is in here. Like I've always found whenever we talk about the parts of us or whenever we do the work, the community, that's always the easiest way to get a positive comment is like, you're like, yeah, man, we don't really know TBH. And so even though we do know, don't worry. But, yeah, 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 no, 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 we do know some things. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we do work hard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess, well, where would you guys like to say, take the conversation from here? Like I'm already late, so... I'm not in a rush to leave or I'm happy to leave it or well, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Well, if you're keen to stay. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to stay. Man, because there's just these, I'd love for you to just talk into like sunset timelines and why this is the only way, mm. and, you know, like even with like Elon, like he's just exporting this. Yeah, great. Like, okay, just so that to show them this. All right. So how do we solve the problems that we're in right now? You know, pick any of them. Let's just pick the climate crisis or generational trauma or sexism or whatever problem you think is currently, quote unquote, the problem. Okay. If you take all the human beings off the planet, all of those problems disappear. So there's not some inherent (laughs) fucking thing that's going on here that's unsolvable. Right? If we take all the fucking human beings off the planet, we're good. Yeah, just we're good. Yeah. Thanks. No problems. So we need to start having a bigger conversation about what does it mean for us to have a future together? Where is this very idea of progress is what's important come from? Where is this very idea of technological advancement as the only form of progress come from? A lot of these ideas come from racist roots of the Western race, which used to be called the white race, not a joke, going all around the world and using their military superiority to steal and invade. And so it's really important when you look at a lot of these people, and I'm not talking about Elon Musk in particular, but you know the whole PayPal mafia, for example, or all of these people, You know, I'm not going to name names. So just a lot of these Silicon Valley titans or business moguls or people we all look up to as a kid who came from Wagga and who had to teach himself off the internet, I didn't have access to these people. I certainly had access to some like wealthy people, but I didn't sit in some of these rooms like in Stanford where there's billionaires literally as your lecturers. You can go online and look at a course. I think it's Introduction to Entrepreneurship or something like that. It's taught by the guy who started Y Combinator and there's eight lectures and every lecturer is a billionaire. And I'm like, damn, didn't have that at Charles Sturt University in Wagga Wagga. It's like, this isn't, I didn't never understood. And so- how do I get into that spot? How do I get our ideas into that spot? Because, you know, the last time I was on the podcast, it was just schools and bullying. That was it. And then I met this woman who's walked out of Ethiopia and I was like, okay, it has to be a billion people then. That's what we have to build. And so one of the best things you can ever do to make yourself sharper as a person is when you have a win or a breakthrough or an aha moment in the work and everywhere in your life. But when you have a win, not when you fuck up, when you win, why did it take you so long to get that win? If you start doing that, you start to notice a couple of things. First of all, all of that just gets down to you don't love yourself or you don't trust yourself. So we'll just tick that one. 
But this second one, when I would look at these billionaires' lives, I was like, the number one reason you've had business success is because you grew up with access to America. You grew up white. You grew up a dude. And you had people who knew to send you to fucking Stanford. That is the number one reason you are successful because I didn't have any of that shit. And that's the reason I'm not there. Not because of how good you are at entrepreneurship. And so a lot of the ideas that you think are really exciting and really make sense to push our civilization forward, like the absolute buffoonery of going to Mars, they only make sense because they're being taught by masculine people who maybe haven't been interrogated as much as some other people would have because of the way our society is structured to benefit entrepreneurs. And that's the way that our society is very similar to Rome. Rome, it was generals. In this society, it's entrepreneurs. If you're a billionaire general, you are an entrepreneur, you're allowed to do whatever you fucking want in the world. Okay, so why do we want to go to Mars? Okay, the number one reason we want to go to Mars, and if you watch the documentaries, people say this, is because it sounds like a good idea from sci-fi books. And this isn't a joke. You have no idea how many hundreds of millions of dollars, how many billions of dollars of funding is going to people who the only fucking reason that they have for their technology to even exist or be a good idea is because as a teenager, they read about it in a sci-fi book. They've actually read a lot of sci-fi books. They're predominantly rubbish. They never have a happy ending and they're always run by these titanic single masculine beings. And I'm not kidding, who usually have some sort of harem of women. If you take that as the inspiring source material of the majority of the entrepreneurial discourse inside of our conversation, inside of our civilization, you might start to understand why we're doing all the things that we're doing. Because it's people, it's not business. It's not entrepreneurship, it's not culture, it's not Silicon Valley, it's individual human beings who've all been traumatized. Okay, the second reason we want to go to Mars is because it's a backup. Because of course, if you know we're passing the Fermi paradox, which is why aren't there more aliens? Also, I've answered that by the way, but we'll do that some other time. Okay, well, if things blow up here, if you know the climate crisis gets out of control or racism or warfare or whatever it is, eventually things in Earth go kaput. Well, we've got to back up on Mars, kind of like you back, your, you back up your, your computer on your portable storage. Okay, great. Before I go any further, we'll just take this in one move. This is like chess checkmate with one move, and then we can do more moves. Okay. If civilization collapses on Earth and we've built a backup on Mars, all we've proven is we can collapse civilizations, and all we've done is just delayed the time set of collapse <laughs> to Mars. And then Mars is going to have to collapse. And then it's Pluto. Seriously, think about it over 10,000 years. It's like, okay, all we have proven is we cannot be a steward of a planet. So now we're just going to go to a second planet and do the same thing. Okay, checkmate. Next one. The current cost of getting a kilo to Mars is completely fucking unknown because we've never been there. We've never put a human on there. We've never had anyone live there. We've never sent any of that there. We have no idea if it's even possible to do any of that. We're just trusting whatever. Okay. Don't ask questions. How many of you had fun in lockdown? Not being able to go outside? Me? Zero percent. If you go to yeah. Mars, you're on lockdown for the rest of your life. Oh, <laughs> You literally will not go outside for the rest of your existence. No internet, three months delay between, it's either three month or three minute, but delay between you and earth. So never have a live phone call with anyone on earth ever again. If Earth collapses, no guarantee your society and civilization can exist on Mars without Earth. 
And even if they can get a 10,000% cost reduction, the cost for your bottle of water or the cost for your pizza in Mars will be $5,029. Because everything that you eat and get on Mars has to be plus $1,000 a kilo because it has to be flown from fucking Earth. None of that's <laughs> happening anytime in the next 20 years. And you can start to see how there's a lot of people who say first orders thinking or reverse engineering, or they have these big visions of how they think and they get to a particular point where the problem gets hard and they stop. Cause why isn't the conversation about ending warfare? Why isn't the conversation about ending famine? Why isn't the conversation about ending domestic violence? Why isn't the conversation about ending racism? Why is the conversation run the fuck away? to another planet and just kick the can down the road and then we just destroy Mars. Cool. Why wouldn't we use all of the resources that are currently being used to drive us to Mars mm. to give it to people who don't have enough food to eat? And I'm going to say all of this to you know, whoever it is because it's not just him. It's the whole space cowboys. They're going into the wrong type of space. Mm. It's the space inside our hearts, mm. not the space off the planet. Yep. Thanks. Nice. I've been waiting to say that one for a while. <laughs> been waiting to say that one for a while. You heard it first. Yeah, yes. so I'm happy to keep going. I can go for days on that because yeah, well. it's all, it's yeah, the same, right. it's that's the same thing with you. the artificial, <laughs> you know, I, I, so can, I can go into the AGI community. We can do the crypto community. Like there's just so many. Well, I'd love you just top level because that's what the podcast is going to be about. Like we're going to explore these and one of these people and it's just at the end of the day, it's just always kind of ends at the same crypto. What are they trying to get like this? And you just keep talking. I just want them to all see that we've thought about it. Like we've tried. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Here's whatever it is. If whatever you're doing when you wake up every day doesn't bring you joy, you're a white belt. End. The Buddha says one single second of loving kindness is better than earning all of the jewels in the whole fucking planet. So you meditating and giving the parts of you love for a single second is better than being whatever billionaire you want to be for a single second for you and your karma. This has nothing to do with anyone else. This has everything to do with you and how much peace do you feel every day? How much joy do you feel every day? And so who cares if we go to Mars? Who cares if you have your billions of dollars of crypto? I know someone who's founded more of the top 100 cryptocurrencies than you do. And I know these people and more money doesn't solve your problems. Let me tell you a problem that you'll get when you're really rich. I know someone who put a deposit down on a house that was $100,000 to rent. That was the bond. Yes, it was one of those places. Couldn't fucking believe it. Because I, I always calculate in cost per chicken because the chicken's about $10. And I was like, dude, that is 10,000 chickens a month. <laughs> Just to rent it. Just to Just rent to a rent place. It. I was like, dude, that is too many chickens for your rent. <laughs> I was like, damn, man, 10,000 chickens a month. Anyway, sorry, I just... Because, yeah, I've grown up. Like, I used to work in a pub, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to calibrate my wages. Chicken currency. No, chicken currency, bro. <laughs> what a joke. And uh, he told me about what happened when he asked to get his bond back. Now, because in the America, the way the legal system works, you don't have to pay costs. Basically, the owner said, no, I won't give you the 100K back. The guy says, yes, you will. I haven't damaged the place. He says, yes, you have. I'll see you in court. Because the other guy has more money than this other dude, the court conversation just boils down to who can afford to leak the money. Because the guy who's asking for the 100 grand back has more money, the guy has to kiss $100,000 goodbye. You don't want to fucking deal with these problems. I've spoken to so many rich people and they ask me their advice. My advice is be less rich. 
sell <laughs> shitloads of your ass. I mean, I didn't have the confidence to say that to them then, but I would now because I also needed the data set to really see like I'm not saying money isn't important obviously, yeah, obviously but also the whole fact that it's like yeah, okay cool man make a hundred dollars in your cryptocurrency but you still go to sleep every night feeling like you don't love yourself yeah so at some point who gives a fuck cryptos okay crypto let's say it works as best as it possibly could let's say DeFi takes over all of currency then what yeah because even you still don't have joy and if you think you can turn money into joy, you can't unless you invest in the Peacetime Minds programs. Then you might be able to. Yeah, just a small plug. But yeah, it's it, but it's at the bottom of all these stacks. It's like there's yeah, the, the life, now what the life part. extension yeah. movement. Cool, let's live to 120 and just keep suffering. Yeah. They're all, it's all just trying to escape. It's all based off this idea of hurry up. You could look at a lot of what we think of as success in the West as who can zone out the most effectively. Think about it. Think about all the shit we used to study. It was move as fast as you can, zone out as fast as you can to force yourself to do shit you don't want to do. Yeah, so I get somewhere where I think I'll be happy, but then I get there and I just move it again. Yep. And that's what nothing... the Buddha's saying. Yeah, man, because yeah. you haven't picked an end. Until you've picked an end, you're going to be stuck in that forever. Like, where does your story finish? What is that? What does that look like? And it's a very different conversation once I've had this argument with DeFi billionaires in public and X number of millions of people have watched it. It's very different when I've had this conversation with any of the space billionaires face-to-face -face because I'm going to ask them these questions. One, because it needs to be asked and the truth needs to be said. And also two, because some of them will then come and join. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Some of them will... There are people who will understand leverage and will come and join. And then we start playing with people where you see Dinah sitting courtside of the Lakers game. There is that sort of things where we do have to penetrate common consciousness. It's just everyone's trying to do that. Everyone in the world is trying to be the next Beyonce. And so that market is very hard to get into. And so that's why we've spent so much time and energy effort. There's no way we could have become the peace timeline if we had a huge social media following. Imagine the blank blank phase. <laughs> yeah, we had, our name was blank blank. <laughs> Yeah. What do we do in that face? Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. like we never would have been able to have the conversations we've had with our feminine people of them coming into our community. We've never been able to like make the mistakes we've made off stage had there been a million people watching all of our things. And so yeah. just like you thought it would have been batshit crazy to live on Mars until some guy got enough people, some person got enough people behind it that we now think it's normal and assumed. Well, how do you know it's an amazing idea with a lot of momentum, but it's actually never going to work? And at what point do you give up if it's not a good idea? How do we even start having that conversation? Because I can see so many of our businesses are stuck right now because the correct thing for them to do is to go out of business. Yeah. If you're a tobacco company, if, you, if you're a big oil company, if you're so many companies, the number one thing you should do every day if you want to take care of your clients is to go out of business. And I, someone needs to go have that conversation with all these billionaires. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, thanks so much. I think the big thing that I'd love everyone to like feel into, because something that really changed my life with what Matt's taught me and helped me remember is this concept of now what? Like everyone's got these fucking answers and solutions and then, you know, they play all their cards and now for us as facilitators, we're like, okay, cool, now what? And then it's crickets. It's mm -hmm. just silence. And it's like a lot of the things that Matt's just spoken about. It's like, yeah, man, we're just here going, okay, cool. We play it out. 
all right, great. I'm a, a crypto millionaire or I'm this and I've got all these things. Like, okay, now what? You know? But then they just defer into, oh, it, it'll just be okay. Or now nothing. I, there's someone who's a co-founder right now of a new cryptocurrency that I'm an and has all the, like that's all legitimate, you know what I mean? Everyone's a cryptocurrency founder. But And I asked him, what's your plan after crypto? And he said, no plan. I couldn't fucking believe it because he he was so used, he, you know, he pitched this idea for this new crypto and he's so used to people celebrating because he's in the crypto space and it's hot. Fucking oath. Let's go make a bunch of money. And he tells me, and I know having worked with an, all of them people that I haven't met a single person in the quote unquote 1% who's happy and not even close, by the way. Like it's yeah. just, I've met the data set to know more money isn't going to give it. And to just, okay, well, after you've made all your crypto money, then what? For you, no, for you as a person though, because I care about you and you're just, you're setting yourself up for a side quest that you're going to treat like the main quest and you're going to be devastated when you get side quest rewards, right? You're going to get really nice loot, but no character experience. And you're going to be really upset and you're going to think that life's rigged and you're going to, all these excuses are going to come up and what you're not going to do is check that maybe you didn't start the first step properly. There's a good movie called uh, Ready Player One. Yep. You know that movie? Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, that first, the first scene of that, how he solves the first puzzle, that's how I solved the basement. That's not a joke. I, my whole life I thought, man, everyone's in such a rush. What is our first principle? You know what I mean? Why don't I just not do anything? And so remember in the movie, he goes backwards. Mm. He oh, reverse. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. that's how I got out. Because everyone, every other masculine person is raised to go forward, go climb and conquer. But I was like, oh, but what about, can we go backwards? Do you know what I mean? And so that going in reverse and then being inspired by the feminine. Yes, the whole movie is very beautiful and all that. Oh, yes. So, yeah. And at the bottom of this, like I think every human being on the planet is united. Like we all seem to love kids. Like even if you don't love kids, children as a principle, I think are a good idea. And in 150 years, like I want my grandkids to not be facing fires 10 times what they are now. Like imagine if we do nothing, what the fires are like in 150 years, what the cyclones are like, what the supermarket shelves are like. Like there is a reality of if we don't do things, okay, you're cool, your granddaughter's granddaughter, your grandson's grandson is going to grow up in a world with a very real risk of they're the last generation of human beings. Yeah. And that's scary. That's fucking terrifying because you wake up every day and maybe you're currently working in a job and you don't really like that job, but you have to be there because you're a single mom and you've got to bet the bills in and he doesn't pay any child support. And I've met so many people like that and they stay at that. They hear all these words out loud and it feels like a trillion miles away. But the only reason we're here is just because I was speaking to my parts, loving myself. It's like, okay, well, that's all that it takes. And so it seems really complicated because of how effective, quote unquote, the system has been at fracturing us. There's just one problem, generational trauma. If we solve that, if everyone loves themselves and we have self-love, UBI and physical and financial security for everyone on the planet, women are not going to be like oppressed in any way at all. Why wouldn't we not want that world when we just have the germ shit again? We just need to do this thing again where we retrain everyone. And if we do it, that's the world in the same way that if you used to get an infection, you fucking died. Yeah. One in two women used to die in childbirth. 50%. 50%. Right. Sorry. No, one in two kids used to die before the age of five. One in three women in childbirth. Those things have gone down now because we discovered the germ theory. Okay. Well, maybe just like they used to think that would be crazy. Maybe we look at warfare. Like, oh yeah, warfare. 
just existed because we didn't understand the parts. And so that can go to zero and we can manage that to almost zero the same way we manage infections to almost be to zero. And then it doesn't seem that crazy because it's happened before. And so if not us, then who? And if you're in this community, if you're just doing the work and talking to whoever, you, whatever that you call your pod sister, buddy person now, you have no idea what you're doing literally for human civilization and for yourself and for the planet. And you are on the peace team. You are on the Avengers team. You are in the Disney movie, in the fucking plot if you're in our community. And so thank you for being the hero. Like thanks for being the leader, the queen, the king, the high priestess, whatever language it is for you. Because we know how hard it is. We've done it ourselves and are still doing it. And so you can all feel right now as I'm speaking and as we're having this conversation, this isn't a conversation that stays off to the side of our culture over the next 50 years. Do you know what I mean? Think about the conversation we're having right now and then think about what you watch on TV. Those two things are going to meet at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? And then at what point when I'm having this conversation on whatever daily whatever you watch and all of Australia is engaged in the conversation, all of the world's engaged in the conversation, all the newspaper articles, all that stuff's about it. What is the parts hypothesis like then? Who were the peacetime like then? What's it like saying to people you have a blue belt in the peacetime line then? Because maybe one day people will be shocked like that. Just like you say, you got a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and people are like, whoa. Yeah. And so it is a lot to take in. And it's also, well, that's because we just want to have the best time for the next couple of decades. So, yeah, that's the end of all of that. Right. that awesome. And if you want more of this, you should for sure come to the Opera House because we've got <laughs> yeah. stacks on stacks on stacks. Yep. And I'm going to lay this whole thing out so people understand the full plan of how world peace is going to happen and where I'm going to go and what our plans are going to be. And also for how you guys can keep hearing from me and learn. And, you know, I mentally made the decision last night that I'm going to like go through the Tao and read two translations, a simple one and an advanced one. That's going to be a fun period for me when I do that. But, and then I'm just going to put that up through the fractonauts and I'll explain about all that, what that is later. But there's so much of that. We just have never had literally the time to go and record because we've had to be running the business. But now that DP exists and we have this security from Newcastle <laughs> imported from, from the North. Yep. Everyone else went South. I went North, uh, that we do have this like possibility. So you can feel the excitement for us. And that's because like we're having a lot of conversations offline that we're trying to be online now. And yeah. there has might've felt like a communication gap because we weren't intending to be the peace timeline. That was pretty much your idea. You were like, oh yeah, man, I think we should just rename this one brand and not try and do three brands. And that happened very late, very late. And we didn't expect that to happen. And so things are settled and settling now. And then we're going to be in a rhythm and you will hear from us and, there's so much more exciting shit to come. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's all I've got to say. So much more. Do you have any questions or anything that? No, I feel like this is talk a... to Matt about while he's here because he might not be back for a while, and I'm so glad that yeah we, you we did it, bro. Brought us to this point. Yeah. No, I feel like this is a good place. Yeah, that felt really nice to just. Yeah, it just feels really nice. Mm. That's it for me.
yeah, and just really appreciate you going into and doing so much research into everything and trying all the different ways. And as Michelle touched on, like right at the very start for the journey that you've been over the last 10 years to run all of those experiments mm. to then come to this place where now, yeah, the answer was self-love mm. and like feeling through, okay, yeah, what about crypto? What about moving to a different planet? Like we're just taking the stuff we have now to the next place. Let's do the alien ones quickly. Okay, if aliens have been here, the nearest planet away is 25,000 light years. We would have to build a rocket 30,000 times better than what we have right now to travel at the speed of light. And then it would have to work undefeated for 25 motherfucking thousand years for it to fucking arrive here. And you think we've taken a photo of it with your radar. It's like, bruv, calm the fuck down. If they've arrived, their bot kills us all. Yep. Think about that. And so there's just so much tomfoolery. It's like, nah, man, this either goes to extinction or we have peace. And there is no bit in the middle. The question is that, okay, that everyone else is too scared to say is, okay, well, what does world peace fucking look like? And you're like, okay, well, and this is how I managed to sequence it out. Let's take violence off the table. Okay, what has to happen for there to be no violence? And just start asking questions. And what got to the bottom of all of that is self-love. But then the question became, how do you teach it scalably? How do you teach it where it's so easy for someone to just walk in and come to our programs and be like, oh, it all works. When a lot of other programs are still in the world of people aren't showing up or they're not committed or they want refunds and it's all of that space. And so it really is us. And this isn't something where everyone's just sitting here giving me daps. It's like, no, nah, this is truly like the four of us sit here but there are people who deserve to be on this podcast maybe more than us, you know what I mean? Like there's just so much happening in the background and all of our facilitators were volunteering their time and it's like, man, what's underneath all of this is our community cares and there's been so many moments throughout the years where I had a decision between money and more stress and we chose, <laughs> we chose more stress because we just felt like service worked and so just to everyone back home, like there's now that we know who we are, it's like what a normal business will give you can begin for us, that we can build a social media presence. You can share about your friends with what we're doing. We will figure out how to communicate in the world just like your friends didn't used to know what yoga or meditation was. It's the parts of you is the same conversation. And so we're going to be sitting in February next year looking back at this time and being like, cool, things are very different now. So yeah, it's been it's been and continues to be a magical journey for us all. And I think for me as well, realizing how young we are, like because I, I just literally spending 20 months where I was in the racing car seat and it was me talking on Mr. Self-Hatred with a billion people watching. And Mr. Self-Hatred's like, I can see all those fucking people riding on our shoulders. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Love, love yourself. <laughs> and so it feels like I've lived so many lives because of the intensity. And so we're also so young yeah. and we're learning. We're mm -hmm. like, we're learning how to be better leaders and how to communicate with people better. And like, it was a lot for me the first time someone who was in their seventies came to one of my sessions. Yeah. It's like, I, got, I was 26 at the time. I was like, I have nothing to fucking offer you. You've three times my life. Yep. And so. She's got a woman in a, one of our programs at the moment. She's 85. Good. Yeah. Good. Oh, I love that. Good. Yeah. Yes. And so. Yeah, just such good energy that we want to send to you all listening back at home. 
Like, thanks so much. And yeah, no, nah, aliens aren't a thing. Sorry. <laughs> and if you disagree with me, you are welcome to come and debate me. Yep. Awesome. So maybe we will... Check out. Check out is a beautiful place to... Michelle, would you like to go? Wait, I kind of have one more question. Yep. I fucking love questions. Great. In all of the stuff that you've been talking about and what we're talking about with World Peace, because I know there's going to be so many listeners that like they get it. Mm. What's mostly the thing that they're scared of when it comes to this? Like okay. The, the biggest... Do you mean the work or talking about no, world with the peace? world peace? Thing. Okay. Like everyone wants world peace, but then they they stop somewhere, and I feel like there's this. Oh, great. They get stuck in like a lobby because then they're going to have to give up their attachments, their material thing or something like. Okay. So there's a couple of answers here. The first is someone had to earn it. And I earned the plan for world peace because I chose to accept the blood debt of both my white ancestors and my masculine ancestors fully know what I was doing by the way just fucking listen to my gut but what that meant when I was having experiences even when I was sober when I was doing the work you know for example I've apologized on behalf of masculinity to the feminine even though it was just me by myself alone in my room crying I didn't realize at the time no one else was doing that that was so normal for me to do that was my whole life was doing that sort of stuff that's how I figured out the work sitting with you know trying to put myself in the shoes of in the gas chambers, the guy who dropped the canister of gas and then went home and kissed his wife on the cheek and then went to sleep. What does unconditional love look like for him from me to him? And so that's the reason that people got stuck. They weren't willing to earn it because to earn it, I had to take responsibility for something that bullied me. I had to take responsibility for all my privilege and the patriarchy and, what was so hard for me to find inside all those conversations with women where I used to get triggered. And I've said to my wife straight to the face before the patriarchy doesn't exist because I couldn't receive that the patriarchy existed because there was no space in my life for the frustration and the anger of like, how am I responsible for something which I just got bullied so much. I didn't want to be a man. That's fuck off. And it was insanely difficult to see the privilege inside of all of that because it was only because I've just literally sat across from a table from women and just heard, like I've just got so many like of the nightmare stories in my head that I was open to seeing the other side. It's like, nah, man, there's got to be more than this because it's not, there's this narrative of the relationship between the masculine and feminine and the like discourse and podcasts and TV And then when I talk to women, it's completely different. But I wasn't mature enough in my relationship and understanding of the masculine and feminine, like one, because I needed to age more and I could just get more wisdom. But two, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And that was hard for me to learn. And that's like, again, I thank my wife for that one, but it was just a level of respect with myself and also just the feminine. And like, it just took a long time to understand as well that it was so hard for me to figure out. And so when I start to share that sort of stuff, I can get very excited, but I'm often talking about people's greatest trauma. And so there was that thing of like, man, I want to jump and scream and yell up and down and be like, I fucking figured it out. And then I'm in conversations with people where it's not a happy topic. And so 
all of that is just in the way. And the fact that I grew up in a position where I could afford to, you know, go to university and I didn't have to get a job straight out of school and I got to finish my HSC and I got to grow up in a place where psychedelics were even available in the way that they were and the internet was available. So I could read from the Buddha and the Tao. And, you know, if the internet wasn't available, it would have been impossible for me to even know the Tao existed. I never even would have known the Buddha existed maybe. And so there's a lot of that. The second reason underneath that is like a lot of people, I don't know, bro, because I've thought about it as well, to be honest. I think a lot of people are scared to like even say it out loud because they think people will take the piss. But I think that's underneath it all for me is like, I nearly died when I was 17. Like the doctor said you should be dead. And so I was like, okay, I just may as well go for it. And it wasn't clear to me that the plan was world peace. And I had to go on a journey fucking saying that shit out loud in public and being comfortable with that, you know, to even say to that woman today, yeah, like, what is the vision to say world peace and for her to be like, what? And like, yeah, no, and we're on, like we're on it. And so all of that, the next thing underneath that is they don't run the null hypothesis, which means they basically assume that the reason that they became a billionaire is because of them rather than because of market forces. So to give you a really easy example, back when the printing press happened, you could just take books that you hadn't authored and print them rather than having to write them on parchment and you could call yourself an amazing business owner but all you've done is transfer stuff from an old technology form to a new technology form okay that's what a lot of the innovation is with the internet you're just taking something which happened off the internet they were lazy and so there was an opening because they didn't innovate in their culture and so you got to do it first and you walk around talking like you know, you're the fanciest guy in the village or gal, well, usually always guy. So the fanciest, you know, guy in the village, but it's your privilege is the number one reason you're the fanciest person in the village. Because if we had aligned everyone up at that line, starting line, yeah, wow. you would have been out competed yeah. for that money and that, all of that. And so I, because I ran the null hypothesis and also because I felt parts of me felt so worthless, I was expecting it to be wrong because the most common thing that happens in science is you prove yourself like that no you're not you didn't find something new like kind of go fuck yourself go home (laughs) and it was like that for me for four million experiments and then it wasn't until you know i found the diamond sutra and basically a lot of stuff happened where i realized i was further ahead than many of the frontiers of human thought but i started having to take seriously that it might actually be self-love like not as a joke in the same way that you don't question gravity in the same way you don't question electricity self-love is the same as gravity and electricity that's what i had to start taking seriously and that's i mean saying that out loud people at home like that's batshit insane it's like well i've got the science to back it up and that's where this gets difficult and so other people have tried we've met guys in our seminars who get pissed that i'm further ahead in the plan than they are and a lot of them gave up because they weren't willing to serve and that's the real reason the reason that I was able to speed through so many things is because it it didn't need to be about me because it was always service at the end of the day. And I think the last thing is, is I was willing to not need myself to be at the center of it. And so every time I would ask a question, I'll get to a new spot. I'd be like, am I the best person to do this? And they don't ask that question because you assume if you're being offered a billion dollars in funding, you're the best person to take the funding. 
but maybe you're not, you know? Whereas I would come up to that a billion dollars and assume I was the incorrect person for the funding. Most of the time I was correct, but then every now and then it would start to change. And that became scary because I was seeing truth. And I had to go on this huge journey of, oh no, everyone in the world's going to fucking know who I am if this is right. Do you know what I mean? Because germ theory is invented by a bunch of people. The parts of your hypothesis will be invented by a bunch of people, but also it's just me. That's my contribution. So I had to go on this huge journey of getting comfortable knowing what's going to happen over the next couple of decades and how many people are going to try and flame me on social media and all that sort of stuff. And there's just not a lot of people willing to do that. And so I was in so much pain. My life was so tough and I start discovering self-love. I don't know what I'm doing. And then it brings me my wife. And so from that moment forward, I was willing to keep going all the way. And so it was excruciating in the driver's seat for that 20 months. It was horrible, but I was willing to do it because of service. And so it was like, that's what was important. You know what I mean? It was like, it was never about how good I could drive the car. It was never about my facilitation and all that stuff, even though it's always about all of that. It's that when the moment came, I got out of the car and gave it to you. Yeah. And I wanted you to win. It wasn't some bullshit exactly. thing. It was like, nah, Fuck. dude, you can do this better now. Go. And that never wavered. And that's why I'm here because that never stopped. That's that desire for service because that was the first lesson I got, you know. A lot of people, when they do the work the first time, if you see enough circles every now and then, the first time someone does the work, they do the work and they crack <laughs> something. They hit something and you're like, whoa. And the whole room opens up. The first ever lesson I ever got from the work is if I help people, joy will enter my life. It was something like that. Mm. And so it was just always that whenever there was a gap between choosing money or choosing validation or choosing the easier route and service, it just always came back to, I could follow it all the way back to the thread of, man, a portal opened. It said, if I serve, joy will enter the world. And I chose in that moment. And it was never, again, then, because it was like, I was my gut. I was like, I was following MDMA in my gut. It's like, yeah, man, I didn't need any certainty. I knew I was bankrupt. I knew I had nothing. And so I was just so willing to trade and be wrong and run experiments and not give a fuck and ask like, you know, like in med school, I asked the question out loud, what is homeostasis? Because I'd never studied science and everyone in the audience laughed because they were like, that's such a simple question. He must be joking. And it's like, I've done that so many places because there's usually these assumptions people have rushed past. And so, yeah, I'm also just very lucky, man. Like honestly, having the time that I did to be able to spend years where pretty much what I did is just watch lectures on YouTube and go into my basement and to be able to like be able to drop out of med school and not need to be into med school for the check that's at the end of it. And like, there's just so much where because I've seen how other entrepreneurs have not like noticed their privilege I'm almost like, I'm trying to be less conscious of mine. Like I'm, you know, we had a conversation yesterday, last night, I'm trying to, I'm trying to honor myself better. And it went for two minutes and then I got distracted. I woke up this morning and the parts were like, you suck. (laughs) Damn it. Yes, I do. You've got me. So yeah, like I'm trying to do the other way now. But uh, yeah, I guess that's my answer. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. So at the bottom of it, like you said so many different things, but it's like service. Yeah. Again. And I, and I see that like so many people, they're just not willing to stop making it about them. Mm. 
I mean, I like what you said, because this is like a, a beautiful place as well for us in our relationship and our friendship and all of that. It's like, yeah, I mean, you, he never did unwaver from service because I would have left because mm. I know who I am and the amount of integrity I hold myself to. I was like, yeah, man, I'd be out because he was the first place, the first kind of self-help thing that I found where he truly wasn't about him because I, I, tr- I tested and I did my thing and then he just kept bringing me back to my own answers. I was like, all right. Everyone else wants me to keep asking them and buy their next course and go do this thing. And then his name was on the door at the time. But then I asked him about that. And he's like, yeah, man. And he just explained that. It's like just where we're at right now. And it has to be. It's like, yeah, man, I'm a business person. Like I've I've been in the game. I've been in the arena. I know what it's fucking like to just get your first clients and all this stuff. So I was like, yeah, man, fair enough. And then as soon as the moment came for us to let go of his name, he did. And without any resistance, I was like, oh, yeah, I knew. I'm glad I trusted my gut. Mm. Parts of me, you know, always had their opinions and perspectives because I, growing up as a young man, was just so used to all the money I've spent over $120,000 on self-help. And their names are still on the door. Yeah. And they're not talking about world peace. And they're not talking about self-love. And then, and that's when it started to, I was like, cool. As I'm going further down this journey, it's like, you know, they clearly haven't gone to the end of this journey because why are they still so powerfully about them and they're literally called their name mm. and they've got the billions and they they talk about these things like all right cool man when well, what about the rest of us sort of yeah. thing it's like what okay there's a, you did it man cool we're all really happy for you yeah, i love your jet good yeah like this is yeah. all it's awesome but like what about everyone else and so that's why i'm so proud because especially you and i like both kind of like let's say fire masculine elements like we could we actually came together because we stopped making it about each other and well he was already doing his thing and then i've come on i was like cool and then i even started my own thing and i was like oh no man if this isn't about me then i should just help matt Mm. and all of that and matt already went on that journey with his mentors previous but then they it wasn't you didn't get to meet you met them and then it was like, it was about them. Yes. And I came to you and it was like, I checked you. Yeah. And, like, oh, and that's, about him? that's the thing that was actually terrifying for me is I've met these people with their millions of followers or whatever it is offline. You know, one company in particular that has hundreds of thousands of followers on YouTube, but big in the space, run men's programs. And I heard the founder say something about a woman within 20 seconds of meeting him where I was like, whoa, you are okay. There's a different thing here between what's being presented and what's being shown. And that kept happening. And little things which wouldn't make sense. And I can tell you what the number one thing was at all. And this took me years to fully believe is they were intimidated by my facilitation skill. I'm not joking. That's what it boiled down to. Uh, and I, it's so, I didn't, cause how would I know that? Do you yeah, know exactly. what I, know. I mean? Yeah. So it had to happen fucking, <laughs> this is why I discovered the respect though. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I didn't, that's the last thing because I would have tested. Yourself, cause like, I'm just yeah. being myself trying yeah. to help. And then so confused. Mm. I know I can help people. Why aren't people helping me? And they would always give me their fucking feedback. They'd project onto me to that. People, people today were giving me feedback about how to explain the work to people. I was like, yeah, no, I know. I know, I know. And they would give me advice and I would go split test their advice. And I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe 2% of me was looking for validation. But then I would go clear the 2%. And what happened is over long enough, they stopped having questions. Like, do you know what I mean? They stopped having things they could give feedback on. And then it just has changed now to 
but it's still this weird thing of like we they think we have to do some fucking dance and it's like no it's done it's done we just like let's go i don't care about credit i don't need to be on anyone's website i i don't i don't care and that's what's gonna i think be really refreshing for people to actually be like no no at the bottom we really do not care it really is love and so yeah i think the other thing that's been really beautiful for us is like we had to be the first of our name there were no masculine role models for us to look at for how this is supposed to work for how do we give it over like you know, we won't go into the technical details, but how we technically run the business is like, there's no way anyone else has the level of trust that you do. Do you know what I mean? But that's, it's expected that it runs like that because it, you know, we're just having a conversation and I checked the mission and I'm like, oh yeah, now nah, you need to be fully unlocked. And so it's never a problem. And I'm excited for that after 50 years because yeah. eventually we reach a revenue which becomes unarguable. We don't track revenue. I think revenue is a vanity metric. I think if all your business does is count how much money it's made, you're probably selling malware. <laughs> I think that whole thing's ridiculous. Yeah. And at some point we have an employee count, which becomes unarguable. Once we've got 2000 employees, it's like, okay, do you know what I mean? The whole conversation around respect changes and that's when the wave, we, yeah, things start getting very nice for us. Yeah, and we've we got big plans for our free program too because that's something you mentioned earlier. It's like, yeah, man, we know yeah we've got this whole vision this whole plan and i just felt this is such a great start to the conversation and for us to carry and talk about some of the things that we've talked about today and so thank you so much matt oh you're welcome bro thanks for having me on my uh poor appointment no, sure yeah. they've called i'm like sorry yeah again <laughs> Too much, much fun. Too much fun. Yeah. Too much shred and world peace and love and joy. Yeah. So let's maybe do some checkouts yeah. and I'll round it out at the end. Yeah. Check checkouts for me is I feel like we went full circle and then I'm back to that solid ground foundation. And biggest takeaway for me is that I am where I am mm. and I'm really proud of me. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think I'll go next. Uh, I just really want to double click with everyone back home. It's not whether or not you deserve the right to be in this community. You've earned it. You've earned it. You've earned the right to be here. And you can choose to believe whether you've lived more than one life or not. That's completely up to you and all power to you in that choice. But if you're willing to maybe be open to the fact that maybe you've had more than one life, a lot of this might start making sense. And so instead of questioning the work, just do more of it. I found that to be pretty helpful. So my checkout is I'm really grateful that I'm comfortable talking about my art and the future and these topics and these billionaires and all of these people and I just see them as people, you know, and not something that I need to engage with or whatever it is. And that's really nice. I'm really like proud of myself how I'm able to talk about my journey now. And even that I can talk about the 20 months in the driver's seat, you know, even three months ago, I couldn't talk about that because talking about it brought up the memories and then I just wouldn't sleep because of how hard it was. And so that's really nice. Like I'm real pumped that I'm not going to be here for a bit and give you guys the chance to explore what this is and particularly this yeah, one. And, yeah, yeah, yeah and, uh, and for us to expand. And I just think for everyone back at home, like if you haven't bought a ticket to the Opera House, 
you snooze, you lose because it's going to be fucking lit. Yep. And within, <laughs> uh, within the first half an hour, I will have said stuff <laughs> so fucking awesome and true yeah. that, yeah, we're all going to have a very, very, very great time. And so it'll be funny. It'll be hilarious. There'll be some exercises. You do some closed eyes work. And then the rest of it is a surprise. And so from Tuesday next week, I'm going to start emailing out people who've already bought tickets like all of you, little freebies and start teaching you how to get into the genius realm and all this sort of stuff that I figured out and never get a chance to teach. So yeah, all of that. And then I just think the last thing is like, thanks so much to all of you guys. Like it's cool that I am a fucking just one of the dudes here. You know what I mean? And you tap me and well, you might tap me one day. You probably will. Yes. Yeah, you'll probably tap me one day too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get him. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, like that kind of, you know, chop wood, carry water, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man, it's just so many people have asked me about, you know, how do I liberate myself from suffering or whatever it is? And I'm starting to realize it's not how, it's who. Who are you going to do it with? That's a very beautiful question to start to direct people of because I wasn't looking for that. I was just trying to help and be with my mates. And so it doesn't have to be this complicated thing. It's more of a question of, you know, who do you want to spend your life with? What people do you want to walk through with? And relationships that grow together stay together relationships that grow apart stay apart checked out still got it no. thanks Dinas <laughs> how do you follow up after that <laughs> wow we wow yeah my check out for this is it's just even a deeper level of service mm. and how important that lesson is again and again of just who are you serving and how are you going about that service and just yeah coming to that point of like who are you serving with Hmm. it's just yeah there's so many levels to that and yeah to be in a space again as i mentioned earlier it's just like it's so nice to be able to speak about this and to actually go the way of like okay service is the answer self-love is the answer but then also just having the opportunity to be ourselves in this Mm. and have the best time doing it so much joy so thanks everyone and yeah it's just been an absolute pleasure excited for the next one woohoo yeah awesome thanks Higgy alright I'll check out yeah you will I so will (laughs) alright this has been great thanks so much I guess. Well, Michelle's a host. Sam's a host. I'm a host. Our special guest. Guests. Uh, yes. Guests. Me and my parts. Him and <laughs> yeah. parts. Yeah. yeah. My younger realms are stoked. <sighs> so, Matt, thanks so much for being here early on in the podcast series and mm. giving us the space for the other hosts. So, you'll be hearing a lot more from us. And it's just such an honor to have you here man mm. just as a an elder and a founder and the guy that well showed us all the work and especially myself and then mm. creating what you did and going through all the stuff that you did and just literally giving me the keys and like what i love is like we don't just talk about things and it was so beautiful when taylor said that and you, you talked about like a vision and stuff like yeah man it's just going to come true like it isn't about you you've handed over to me again and again there's proof and proof I'm so glad that you could lay out so much of what you did in the way that you do, man. It's so beautiful to have this rich tapestry and vision that we can kind of move through and feel through. And then I'm so excited for the three of us. 
to then double click on some of those points and explore it and then mm. like talk to the parts of us in it all and have other guests here to yeah. share their experience. And that's why I can't recommend enough February 26th, the Opera Woo-hoo! House. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be a show. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be... You will be able to lose your mind at one point in the show, by the way. Yep. Yep. Official. It was with Titus last Thank night. There will be a moment where I will say to the microphone, if you would like to lose your mind right now, you can. <laughs> yep. And, and we, I expect you to. Yep. yep. We want you to. Yep. This isn't going to be a standard set of events. Yep. I, I know Matt very well. And yep. I, well, and I've spent a lot of time <laughs> with him and, and you've heard him here and we're so, so excited and I want you to be a part of it. Because like Matt's saying, like, there's things are happening mm. and we're all together now and it's not just Matt, it's not just me anymore or anything like that. There's a whole team, there's a whole community, there's 300 brothers, like two, 300 women and more people are coming and we're all working together and we're getting focused. Mm. And that's why I'm so excited. It's like, come and hear about this and, and start to be aware of all the side quests that are out there. Mm. And when you're ready... And when you want to, like, we're here having the best time on the main quest of world peace and, you know, reducing violence to zero. That sounds great, you know, and healing through all of that. Healing, healing, healing. So I really like this idea of side quest versus main quest, like the peace timeline, service being at the bottom of it, and self-love being truly at the bottom of it. And you get to just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah, like this, this isn't some complicated strategy or tactic that we need to do or employ or something. I mean, just love yourself and maybe love the person next to you too and your neighbor and just your community. And like, what if, what if we scaled that, you know? And I reckon we could have a good go of it because we're having the Great best time, time hanging out. Yeah. And I'm really excited for us all to be together, especially the community. And tickets are open to the public. Yeah, for the anyone can come. Yeah, anyone yeah. can come. It's like, yeah, yeah. Man, be in this energy. Yeah. A lot of us will be there from the community of doing the work, the magic, the parts of your hypothesis. We would love to see you there. So bring your friends, bring your family, you know, prep them that it's probably something that they might not have ever seen <laughs> yeah. before and experienced before. Someone's going to be going hard in the paint. Might have to yep. describe what that is. Describe yep. the paint. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you're definitely going to have a reaction or a response. Like things are going to happen and we're going to be talking like about a lot of these different things. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks yeah. so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Yeah. To, for, for all of this, like without you, there is no peace timeline without your effort, without your choices, without you looking within and slowing down. So thank you. Mm. And I look forward to many more conversations and hearing from you and we'll see you in the future. Mm. Yay. Yay. Love you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Yay.